Hello and welcome in. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Frary and Smith podcast. The first week of Sunbelt football in November kicks off tomorrow night when South Alabama faces Troy in the battle for the belt. Before we get to today's episode, we wanted to tell you about Monday's episode. We released our week nine recap featuring in-depth analysis of this past week's biggest games. Plus, Kate and I gave updates on the must-know storylines ahead of Week 10 play. If you missed it, make sure you go back and give it a listen. Today, it's episode 140 of the show, and we're excited to continue our Sunbelt Athlete interview series. Each Wednesday during the season, we're talking to the league's biggest stars. Just in the last two weeks, James Madison's Jalen Green joined us. Georgia State's Darren Granger stopped by. We've got another great guest today and an impressive lineup still to come. Caden couldn't join us for this episode, so with that said, today we're excited to welcome one of the best linebackers in the Sun Belt, a man who's made a massive impact in his two years in Mobile. Today's guest is none other than South Alabama linebacker James Miller. Here's a little bit more about James. He came to South Alabama after a four-year career at Indiana, where he committed to out of high school. Following the 2021 season, He entered the transfer portal and went on to follow his then-linebackers coach, Kane Walmack, to South Alabama. Last year, James solidified himself as one of the best linebackers in the Sun Belt. He put together a career year that included career highs in tackles with 68, 6.5 TFLs, 2.5 sacks, all while leading a Jaguars defense that ranked among the best units in the Sun Belt Conference in 2022. This year, James has taken another step forward. He's been a consistent force in the middle of the South Alabama defense. He enters the month of November leading South Alabama in tackles once again. He continues to prove that when you're in the right place and you bet on yourself, good things happen. He's been one of the best linebackers in the league this season, and now he hopes to lead the charge as South Alabama chases a Sunbelt title. Well, let's not waste any more time. South Alabama's James Miller is here. It's time to hear from one of the biggest game wreckers in the Sunbelt. Well, we're really excited to welcome South Alabama linebacker James Miller to the Frarian Smith Podcast. James, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule this week. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Well, James, let's go all the way back. Uh, You don't just start off as a highly recruited linebacker out of high school. Where were you first introduced to the game of football, and what led you to fall in love with this beautiful game? I was first introduced in a small town in Florida called Madison, Florida. Probably like 5,000 people in the town, one street line. Um, I grew up just playing football all around like the neighborhood and it was a town, like a little country town. So I grew up just playing around there. And then like, I probably said when I was like six or seven years old, I signed up for Dave Gabbard and it was like my first time playing football, like organized football. I was playing for the Saints and my coach always Mm -hmm. told me, hit the man who got the ball hard as you can, find him and hit him. (laughs) And I just, that stuck with me from there. Yeah, and obviously uh, you were pretty good at that, and you've been good at that for a while, hitting the man uh, that had the football. Uh, James, you were a highly touted high school recruit out of Florida. Uh, ESPN ranked you amongst the best linebackers in your class. You had offers from Florida State, Oregon, and others. Ultimately, though, you commit to Indiana. What made that Hoosiers program the right fit for James Miller coming out of high school? When I came out of high school, it was it was really the family family environment that I had got from Coach Walmack and Coach Allen at the time. Um, it was like when I was stepping in, they they was like it was. Like, I know I'm moving so far away from my parents and my mom and stuff, so it was like 
I need a good family environment. And I found that with them. And then my other thing was I wanted to go in and try to make IU better, like more people to know about IU. So that was the goal when I went there. Well, you certainly helped accomplish that during your time there. James, you were at Indiana for four seasons, but after that 21 season, you enter the transfer portal. You end up following your linebacker coach, Kane Walmack, to South Alabama. What about him made you want to follow him to Mobile after he became the head coach? Uh, after he became the head coach, like we just had a good relationship from from when he recruited me in high school, just sitting down talking to my mom and being able to grow that relationship. But was it bigger than just me? He he was able to talk to my brothers, my sisters, my like he just able to be in the room. And then also I knew like this defense was a good defense that I liked and that I knew. So like stepping in, I know that we were gonna be able to like raise it up and be better because like under Coach Kane and with that defense, like I like that mindset that he had. Now, James, you've played for a lot of head coaches in your career. What makes Kane different as a head coach? Uh, I think what makes him different, he just laid back. Like he get he get on you if you mess up and stuff, and you're not locked in. But uh, like other times, he probably just cool, just a cool dude to be around. He know the football, know the game, so it, like I I, I can just go to him and talk to him about it. He can explain it to me and put it in a way where I can understand and use it on the field. Now, last season, your first at South Alabama, you're named a starter. You go on to start all 13 games, more starts than you had seen in your whole career at Indiana. What adjustments did you have to make mentally to prepare yourself to step into a starting role as opposed to a role a little bit more in support that you had played at Indiana? Uh, I think the, 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 big, the big difference I made was I just said I was going to carry a chip on my shoulder. Like, I'm still that second man that I'm still trying to fight to be a starter, not just wake up every day and say, oh, I'm a starter. I can take this day off. No, I still think about, like, how I felt when I was a two. And, like, so I let that push me every day to, hide, like, to keep being a star and keep trying to show up every day to earn, keep earning my spot every day because, like, rent is due every day. So if I don't if I don't perform one day, like, it'll look bad. And so I just try to keep going every day, every day. Yeah, it certainly sounds like those years as kind of a number two gave you perspective and made you realize that there's other guys who want your spot just like you wanted their spot uh, <laughs> back in the day. But James, your team goes on to finish 10-2 and two in the regular season last year. It was the most during the FBS era at South Alabama, but the bowl game didn't go the way your team had hoped. How did you personally and the team as a whole kind of use that setback in the bowl game as motivation this past offseason? Um, we use that motivation. We we train harder, work harder, and also we looked at we looked at what we messed up and what we what we failed at in the bowl game, and we 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 worked on it all spring. We focused on it all summer as we did the little um player led camps and stuff. And then when fall camp came on, we we all we paid attention to like how the tempo had got us um rattled and stuff. We paid attention to all that, so we moved it in. We we incorporated it to fall camp, and I think that's what made us better. Now, did you notice a different focus level from this team this offseason as compared to the year before after the success that you guys had had? Uh, yes, sir. I say because the year before when I first came in, I was like a new guy, so I didn't want to step on anybody's toes or nothing. But like my second year, it was more like, let's get this thing. We got all the pieces. We all locked in, so let's focus and keep working. Even though like stuff don't go as we want, just always keep working, keep working. Now, James, coming off that year you had last year, 68 tackles, six and a half TFLs, two and a half sacks, all career best for you. What did you spend the most time this past offseason focusing on in your game trying to improve ahead of this season? Uh, I've been working more on my game at open field tackling and making sure, like, 
I'm more flexible. Like I, I've been like looking at like all summer, spring, like spring since I was out with my shoulder. I looked into things like yoga, um, different like treatments and ways I could stretch so I could be able to be more flexible to make them open field tackles when it's happening in the game and when they're ready. Yeah, and ultimately sounding like trying to keep yourself a little bit more healthier too so that you can play yes, longer sir. in the year. Yes, also. Now, you know, one of the things my co-host Caden Smith, who was an all-conference safety at App State, and I love about your game is just the energy that you play with. You're going to play with heart. Your emotions are on your sleeve when you play. Describe your mentality when you step on that football field and, and how you look to impact others through how you carry yourself when you're on that field. Um, I'm a tough, yeah. Like, I want to win, so I'm going to do whatever to win. Like, my Coach Kane, he, he tell a story about running a lot. He was like, cut my finger off, I want to win. Like, that's, that's how bad I am into it. Like, I'm willing to go all out for it. And I try to bring that 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 impact around so like when I make a play everybody get hyped the whole environment and that that keep lifting us up throughout the whole game instead of like I just make a play and then go back like no I want to make a play get loud so everybody get loud so another person want to be like oh I want to make a play too so I can do that so like I just try to like let that bleed on to the whole team and keep going just by making plays and being loud with it now hold your hands up you haven't cut any fingers off yet right no, nah, not yet, not yet. <laughs> no, no fingers cut off on uh, James Miller's hands. Well, you know, Jags fans get to watch you and Trey Kaiser do your thing on Saturdays. Together, the two of you have kind of helped make South Alabama's inside linebacker core one of the best in the conference. Uh, you've both had uniquely different journeys. You were a highly ranked recruit. Trey goes to, you know, junior college before he comes to South Alabama. What's your relationship like with Trey, and what's made you both so successful as a duo in the center of this Jags defense? Uh, Trey, Trey is like my brother, man. Like I can call Trey right now; we could talk about anything. So, like, I feel like that what that's one thing that made us good too. Like, because how close we got, like, we hang out with each other outside of football. We talk about things other than football. You know, we talk about real life and the situations or like situations we get into in football. Even in meetings, it's like. Yeah, Kaiser, I got you, bro. Like, whatever. You know, like, I'm always there for him. He's there for me. I can call him for something. If, like, say if it's a call or something and I just got, like, a little iffy about I could turn around and ask Kaiser. I know Kaiser got me. He could turn around and ask me. He know I got him. So, like, that relationship, just a good relationship that I like. Like, I'm, I'm happy that I built that relationship. It's something that I never even seen happening. It just, like, kept growing. And we just the best buds now. Now, when you guys are hanging out away from the field, where's the go-to food spot in Mobile for the two of you guys? Go to uh he like heroes right here, right up here, right down the road from from the school. He like going to heroes. <laughs> I've been to heroes too, and I gotta admit that's that's a pretty good choice. So maybe the yeah. uh maybe we'll all have to go next time I'm in town. Uh, you know, we've sure. talked a lot about this South Alabama offense on this podcast. You've got guys like Carter Bradley running the show, LaDamian Webb running the football, tons of weapons on the outside like Colin Lacey. It can't be fun squaring off against these guys all year round. What makes them so hard to defend, and how have they helped make you and this defense better? Um, what makes them so hard is just they, the talent that they're blessed with, like Colin with the speed. Well, you'll think he don't got speed, but he'll get in the hole with him. He'll shake you and then burst, and it's like, wow, like where did this come from? And then Carter with the darts. Like, it's just every day it just make me better. It make the team better, like, when we go ones versus ones, like, every day, like, I'm looking at Carter. I'm seeing what he's throwing. He putting in windows. I'm like, wow, how did he get in this window? Because, like, I, I I made it so tight and he still did. So, like, that just made me sharpen my game into, like, if he could do it, let me make sure he don't do it no more. Let me pick this off next time he try. Or let me 
let me do something different. Like with Damien next time he come in the hole. So like, I think it all just make it better and transfer over to the game. Who's your uh, least favorite guy to tackle on that Jags offense? Uh, it's either Marco or Damien. It's just Marco be coming with uh, with all he got. So every time he hits you, you're gonna be like, you're gonna feel it all. You're gonna maybe have to do a little extra uh, training session afterwards. Uh, James, tomorrow night, uh, you guys are going to face Troy in arguably the most important game of the year for this team. You still have Marshall and Texas State on the schedule, plus a surprising team like Arkansas State. What's this team's mindset like heading into the month of November with really everything still in front of you, your ability to accomplish your goals still intact? Um, This mindset, the mindset right now is take one week at a time. Right now we got Troy, and the goal is to get the belt back. We want our belt. And also, like last year, we was in the locker room after the loss. You just start smelling something. It's them smoking cigars in our locker room. So we want to get the revenge back, get the, get that taste out of our mouth, so they could like, so we could get them and let them know like this this eyes like we should never been playing with y'all. We should never gave that opportunity. Up. And what's up for the next of the month? We just just keep working, put our head down, don't worry about the opponent. Always worry about us. Focus on us and make sure we keep going at the hundred percent that we know we got. Yeah, I think that's a point that Caden has made when talking about your defense is the talent's there. It's just focusing on getting better yourself and and the results will take care of themselves. James, before we jump to some off-the-field topics, I've got to ask, you play without gloves and you don't see that very often. Definitely more of an old-school type look. When did that start for you and and why did you start playing football without gloves? Uh, It probably started in high school, but it's really crazy because like, I started at D-line. I used to wear gloves, and then my hands got messed up, and then I moved to backer like 10th grade year, and I dropped up for a pick, and I dropped the ball with the gloves on. I say never again I wear gloves because I just felt like that was my curse. So ever since then, I took the gloves off, and they feel way better. Like, And I feel like if I grip you, like you, I'm there. You you ain't going nowhere instead of a glove. And I don't know. The glove, I just more risk. Well, let's be honest. It seems to be working for you, so we might as well stick with it. Uh I'd be doing us both a disservice if I didn't ask you about your faith. You prominently display it on your social media channels. Describe kind of your faith journey and why it's such an important element of of who James Miller is as a person. Um, my faith journey is just amazing because like I done faced so many different things and like I got a brother that um got muscle dystrophy, so every day I see God lift up him and show like he could go. So that give me motivation to keep going too. I call him, talk to him every day, and I keep I just I always pray because like. Everything happened with prayer, so I keep God first, and I make sure I pray. So, and like this, all was blessed with Him. I just tell me I got being able to talk to you is all blessing from God. So I always give thanks to Him first for that. Now, you know, you you bring up family there, and and a brother with you know muscular dystrophy. How challenging was that growing up for your family, and how much have you used that as motivation in your football career? Uh, it was it was it was always challenging just because like it was something that we wasn't used to. You know, it was something new. Uh, it took a different toll on the body, but um, we we kept pushing through. We kept moving forward, and like he's still happy, he's still good. And what mo- that motivation that that motivate me alone, like single handedly every day. Because like even for example, some days when I be tired or something, I be like, I don't want to go do this. But you can't make that excuse. Though. My brother, you feel me? If he could do it, he'll go do it. So like I don't ever think, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I just I get to do it. So I just go out there and get to do have fun and show strength. Well, and it sounds like, too, family is just a huge element of your life, correct? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. 
Well, James, uh, let's talk about something that uh, was kind of fun as I'm prepping for this episode. Uh, I noticed that you've got a massive love of cooking. You've got a TikTok account. It's pinned on your Instagram. I got to admit, mine and my co-host Caden's mouse were watering watching some of those videos. I think I'm even going to try one of your recipes. Where'd your passion for cooking come from? And what are some of your favorite dishes to cook? Um, my passion is, well, growing up, I was a little tubby kid. So since being tubby, I used to always watch my grandma and mom in the kitchen and stuff. So like, it just, I don't know, it just grew on to me. Like one day, well, when I first got to college, I was like, you know, I'm tired of eating fast. Well, I want the food that my mom and them used to cook and stuff. So I, I just used to try it and try it. And then eventually it just got better and better. And I think my ma- my favorite dish, I like making lamb chops now. Like I've been making lamb chops lately. So like, that'd be one of my top dishes. I like, I got to get a TikTok up for y'all so you can see the lamb chop. I think recipe. so. Or, or next time I'm in Mobile, I think uh, we've you've got to make uh, Caden and I some dinner or something. How often do you have teammates over? Do you, you cook for your teammates? Yeah, I cook for like during the summertime and really not not really during the season because I'd be chilling like locked in. But um, during the summertime and spring, <laughs> my teammates get to play anytime. Whenever I make extra food, because I make a, I, I go buy a lot of food and it's just me and my girlfriend. So then it'd be like a lot of food left over and I just hand them out to the freshmen that be underweight or seniors who want. So anybody who really wants something like and if they want a plate, I'm, I'm happy to give them one. I love that kind of just a, a fun way to bring this team together. Uh, James, final question here. Outside of cooking, when you're not playing ball, how do you like to spend your downtime? What are some of your go-to ways to relax away from this sport of football? Uh, really, I like like horses and stuff. Like I told you, I came from the country. So like, anytime I can go back home and can ride a horse or something, that that's amazing. I mean, that's fun. Just going out on the open road running with a horse running. Like it just that's one of my favorite things to do. So. Well, I think at this point, we're going to have to get a picture of you riding a horse or something. I, I did not <laughs> expect you to go there. But, James, this has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed talking to you, getting to know you a little bit better. Uh, certainly have enjoyed watching you play on the field. Wishing, uh, you know, you and your team best of luck as you guys uh, go throughout the rest of the season and, and go for the belt on uh, tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation there with James Miller. He's one of the true talents in this conference and an even better person off the field. Really hope you enjoyed today's interview with James. I know I had a great time talking with him and certainly look forward to watching him play throughout the rest of the year. Well, that'll do it for another great episode of the Frarian Smith Podcast. Again, we'd like to say a special thank you to South Alabama's James Miller and Associate AD Tyler Roper for helping make this interview happen. Before you go, don't forget that we'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Caden's going to be back on the show. Our Midweek Mania series will continue featuring an in-depth look at Thursday's battle for the belt between South Alabama and current West Division frontrunner Troy. That'll do it for us here at the Furry and Smith Podcast. If you enjoyed today's podcast, drop us a five-star review before you go. Leave us five stars. Let us know what you love about the show or what we could be doing better. So for Caden Smith, Richmond Weaver, and Brett Jemis, I'm Noah Freire. We really appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again soon.